Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Hello, you're very welcome to the Letter from Ireland podcast. This is Mike Collins, and today's episode is called The Leaving of Liverpool, the Irish and the Beatles. Now, tell me from that title, can you tell what today's episode is all about? That's right, we're going to focus on the city of Liverpool, just there across the Irish Sea to the east from the Ireland's capital city of Dublin, and in some ways very much an actual sister city, Uh, lots and lots of trade and transport between both. Uh, What we're going to actually do is we're going to dive into all about the little bit of history of Liverpool itself and the fact that it certainly has a title for being one of the most Irish cities outside Ireland when you start to look at just how many Irish actually went through there and ended up there. So in a few moments, Karina's actually going to read the letter which actually talks a little bit about that history, talks a little bit about the Irish coming into Liverpool down through the centuries and decades and of course talks a little bit about just some of their very, very famous sons who just happen to be of Irish descent as well. After that, we're actually going to take a return trip to Liverpool in our second letter. And in fact, we're going to stand between the pillars of a very, very particular gate that we discovered on our last visit to Liverpool. And I think you'd be very interested to hear the story of that particular gate uh, through which so many Irish emigrants passed. And in fact, its current state as well. We'll chat all about that. We're going to have some, I think, some wonderful music anyway uh, to lead us through. We're going to actually, uh, at the end, we'll have that particular sea shanty we all know and love called the Leaving of Liverpool. We're going to have some music from, yes, the Beatles, the Fab Four as well. and But to start us off, we're actually going to start off with the Pogues. And here we go with Thousands Are Sailing. The island that is silent now But the ghosts still haunt the waves And that torch lights up a famished man Who fortune could not save Did you work upon the railroads? Did you write the streets of crime? Were your dollars from the White House? Where I from that five and time Then the old sons turn to cheer you And the dust still make you cry Did you count the months and years Or did your teardrops quickly dry I know the things was not to be On a coffin ship I came here And I never even Got so far that they could change my name. Thousands are sailing across the western ocean to a land of opportunity that some of them will never see. Fortune prevailing across the western ocean. They're 
The Beatles have been in the news recently with the release of their wonderfully restored film showing the makings of the album Let It Be. A fantastic experience if you enjoy the process of creativity, making music or just enjoy the band's original music. Maybe you've already seen this wonderful documentary called Get Back. The Rising of Liverpool It's thought that the name Liverpool comes from Lierpool, L-I-E-U-R-P-U-L, meaning a murky pool in English. If that's the case, it goes very nicely with the name of its sister city across the Irish Sea, Dublin. 
That name comes from the Irish for Dovlin, also meaning a dark or murky pool. But let's get back to Liverpool. Liverpool Castle was built in the early 1200s and looked out over a port that was used to organise armies for Ireland. It remained a small outpost for many years, but when the first cargoes arrived from the Americas around 1648, things started to develop rapidly. Earliest shipments to Liverpool would consist of tobacco and sugar from the colonies and West Indies, and these were exchanged for local English cloth, coal and salt. But Liverpool did not grow based on this modest exchange of goods. In 1699, a ship left Liverpool for Africa to pick up a cargo, in inverted commas, of 200 African bound for the island of Barbados. Liverpool had entered the slave trade and by the end of the 1700s, 80% of Britain's slave trade involved a departure or arrival from the Liverpool docks. Slavery was finally abolished in the British colonies by 1833, but by that time Liverpool had become a major industrial and financial centre in the British Empire. The Leaving of Liverpool The Great Famine in Ireland in the mid-1840s triggered an exodus of Irish from their impoverished homelands. It's estimated that 300,000 Irish arrived in Liverpool during the year of 1847 alone. Liverpool was a destination city for these Irish, promising work on the large infrastructure projects happening all over the northwest of England. However, it also became a gateway to the largest cities of England and then for some onwards to the promise of a new life in Canada, the US and Australia. I always did like that sea shanty, the leaving of Liverpool. Maybe you've heard of it because it captures the sentiment of so many of the sailors and emigrants who must have left Liverpool for an uncertain few months at sea. Farewell to Prince's Landing Stage, River Mersey, fare thee well. I'm bound for California, a place I know right well. So fare thee well, my own true love, when I return, united we will be. It's not the leaving of Liverpool that grieves me, but my darling, when I think of thee. However, as we mentioned earlier, many Irish remained in Liverpool, and by 1851, almost 25% of the population of Liverpool were born in Ireland. So let's take a look at three Irish Liverpool families who left a harsh life behind in Ireland and made their way to Liverpool in the early part of the 20th century. First, we have Owen Mohan, who was born in County Monaghan in 1880. And like many young men and women from the north of Ireland, he first immigrated to Glasgow, where he worked as a coal merchant and married an Irish girl by the name of Mary Theresa Danaher. Now, Danaher is a name that came from County Limerick originally. Shortly after their marriage, they followed the work to the city of Liverpool, where they settled and raised their family. On the other side of the country from County Monaghan, down in County Wexford, James Darby French and his wife, Ellen Whelan, shared a two-acre farm with five children. As you might imagine, this was an extremely tough way of making a living. When James and Ellen died, their children sold the farm, divided the proceeds between them, 
and one of their children, John French, used his share to buy his passage and onto the boat to Liverpool, where he signed up for a local police force. He met a local girl there, Louise Woolham, and between them they had a family of seven children. And finally, we meet an Irishman by the names the name of James Lennon. James Lennon was born and raised in Dublin, and he made his way over to Liverpool for better prospects. After a number of years in Liverpool, he met and married Mary Ann Maguire, in 1915, the couple started a family and remained in Liverpool for the rest of their lives. These are just three of the thousands of Irish families that made Liverpool their home from the middle of the 1840s. However, these particular families are bound together by their grandchildren, three of whom went on to start a band called, you guessed it, the Beatles. Maybe you've heard of them. The Mohans were the grandparents of Paul McCartney. The Frenches were the grandparents of George Harrison. And the Lennons, the grandparents of John Lennon. Sorry, Ringo, could not find your Irish connections. In October 1962, the Beatles had their first chart hit with Love Me Do. And the rest, as they say, is history. In our case, based on a fair bit of Irish history. I dig a pygmy by Charles Hawtrey and the Deaf Aids. Phase one in which Doris gets her oats. Cheers. 
The Beatles there, of course, and the two of us. Wonderful, wonderful song. Fabulous harmonies there from John Lennon and Paul McCartney. And in some ways, that's all about um, going home and staying home and so on. It's got that real stay-at-home vibe. And in fact, as Karina uh, pointed out earlier, in the, uh, the, the ancestors of the Beatles themselves, their grandparents and so on, did make Liverpool their home and decide to stay there. And of course, even if you li- listen to the Beatles right down through the height of their fame, you're very, very sure of where they came from all along. And that place was Liverpool. So although they actually stayed in Liverpool, their particular ancestors, the music of the Beatles, of course, travelled around the world many, many, many times. Beautiful piece of music there. So now we're going to go on to our second letter. And it's all about a particular gate in Liverpool to which many, many immigrants from Ireland actually passed down through decades and in fact I'm sure that those uh, ancestors of the Beatles we mentioned just there were just some of those people as well. So over to Karina now and the Irish Gates of Liverpool. A while back we made the journey by ferry to Liverpool in England. Have you ever been to Liverpool? It's a vibrant small city with friendly locals and plenty to see and do in its historical centre. We rolled off the Dublin to Liverpool ferry in mid-afternoon in our comfortable car after an enjoyable three-hour crossing and then we headed to the car park of a local recommended hotel. All the while we were aware that Liverpool is the place where many of our Irish ancestors arrived from Ireland throughout the 1800s and later. Like us, a sizable number of emigrants made their way to Dublin from all parts of Ireland but this was during the famine, and I might add, they were under much less comfortable circumstances than ourselves. From Dublin, the emigrants would have boarded the early steamship service to Liverpool. The ferry was the quickest and the cheapest way out of Ireland at that time. It's estimated that up to the 1930s, over 1.3 million Irish landed in Liverpool. Some stayed in the city, maybe working on the docks, while others moved on to a different part of industrial England looking for work. However, the majority eventually travelled onwards, making their way to the US, Canada, New Zealand, South Africa, or even as far away as Australia. Arriving in Liverpool, the Irish emigrants would have landed at Clarence Dock, Now, Clarence Dock was built in 1830 and located a distance away from the other docks in Liverpool. It was built especially to handle the new steamships just coming into service at that time. There was a lot of suspicion of this new steamship technology and perhaps it was warranted in the early days. So the dock was isolated to make sure that no fires spread to the many surrounding wooden sailing ships. One of our first ports of call on our own visit to Liverpool was to Clarence Dock. We were curious to see the dock gates that tens of thousands of Irish walked through each and every week for many decades during the middle part of the 1800s. When we eventually located the dock, we were shocked to discover that the entrance gates to Clarence Dock were quickly fading from memory and sinking back into an industrial wasteland. They were difficult to find and they were marked by only a simple plaque up high on one of the pillars. 
It's amazing to think that this 20-foot span between these two tall stone pillars saw hundreds of thousands of Irish squeezed through each month. Today, the gates at Clarence Dock stand chained, silent, unused, rusting and mostly forgotten. The vast majority of Irish who had walked through this gateway back in the day were hungry, confused and many, of course, spoke Irish and didn't have a word of English. Do you think any of your Irish ancestors might have passed through Liverpool when leaving Ireland? Maybe they stayed in England or maybe, like some, they headed on to a life in the new world. Would you like to walk through those same gates that your Irish ancestors passed through? Well, I'm afraid it's impossible at the moment. But maybe some people like you and me can someday petition the authorities in Liverpool to make the gates of Clarence Dock accessible once again. What would you think of that? If you want, why don't you Google Clarence Dock Gates Liverpool and you'll see a picture or two and maybe even a video of myself from our visit at those very gates. In the meantime, I'm thankful that we could stay in that lovely city of Liverpool in such comfort compared to our impoverished ancestors and that we, unlike them, had the option of returning home to Ireland after a very relaxing one-week stay. Fare thee well to Prince's landing stage River Mersey, fare thee well I am bound for California It's a place that I know right well So fare thee well, my own true love And when I return Crockett's is her name And Burgess is the captain of her And they say that she's a floating chain So very well, my own true love And when I return united we will be It's not the leaving of Liverpool that we my darling, when I think of thee I have sailed with Burgess once before He's a man that I know right well If a man is a sailor, he can get along And if nothing, he is sure in hell
And I wish I could remain For I know it will be a long, long time The High Kings there singing that very, very famous song associated with the city of Liverpool, of course, the leaving of Liverpool. And I think that, yeah, that pretty is pretty apt, of course, given the subject matter for today, the city of Liverpool, and so much about coming to Liverpool, staying in Liverpool. And of course, so many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people actually moved on from Liverpool down through a couple of hundred years, not just Irish, but people actually from all over, for example, the UK at the time, and perhaps even parts of Europe as well. So that about wraps up today's show. I hope you enjoyed it very much. I certainly enjoyed uh, both the actual letters themselves, the focus on the absolutely fabulous, mesmerizing, wonderful place to visit, City of Liverpool. Hopefully you get there someday if you haven't been there already. And uh, the music for today as well, of course, really enjoyed choosing that as well. So do leave uh, an actual review, if you can, somewhere in uh, below, perhaps in a forum, or indeed an Apple podcast, or wherever you listen to your music as well. We really, 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 really would appreciate uh, for you just to let us know what you think of the show and give some feedback. So that's it from myself, Mike, and Karina as well, of course. Until we chat again next week, Slam for now. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show. And you can find full details of The Green Room at letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our Green Room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. Because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The Green Room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán Gafol, Karina. <laughs>